welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. We love a link tree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all of the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal and buy me a coffee should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. All hail the Queen of the Swedes! The inevitable happened in a finale that was unlike any drag race we've ever seen before. So do we like that little exclusion to the snatch that crown? All this and more as we talk about Drag Race Svaria. And joining me are two experts on our Swedish friends this season, OG Fag and Precious Envy. Hello. 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 Um, I have to think. Like, Robin, maybe? That's what it would have been? Maybe. Would that have been the lip sync? What happened? Where, okay, well, what, so what did we miss? Yeah, so actually, I was thinking for a very long time in the episode that it was going to be a Zara Larson lip sync. Because they kept. Listen, that bitch got name dropped all over the place. I was like waiting for it. I was like, the mm-hmm. name is there. It's there. It's there. That's going to happen. That's going to be awesome. I enjoy her music. And then, whoop, nothing. Yeah. Then it was like, um, I'm going to tell you why we, you should be the queen. And now I'm going to say you are the queen. There we go. It, listen, there have been other seasons where that's justified. I've been like, yeah, Sasha Colby, just forget everything mm-hmm. else. Sasha Colby, here you go. Um, Envy Peru, there, there, there's your crown. Uh, you don't, um, you don't need the formality of a lip sync, yeah. <laughs> right, right. I, I get it. But if it, because this is just not the format we're used to anymore, it mm-hmm. felt weird. It did. It had a weird sort of energy ending in the way that it did. And to a certain extent, I mean, I already think it was going to feel anticlimactic because I think we all saw where it was going for many episodes now. Totally. But yeah, but I think I think we called it episode one. We were like, if it's not her. <laughs> I mean, we called it in the preview podcast. It, we knew. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was just thinking about that like earlier today, too, that we went back to the preview podcast and how much we were talking about just how the image for Admira just like was giving winner already from that point. So it's like, we all knew it was coming, but to have it be that type of ending, it was just like, oh, okay. You're just going to give it to her. Okay. Yeah. Were they afraid that she wasn't going to be able to lip sync against Fontana? <laughs> and they're like, no, we can't take any chances. So we're just we, not going to do you a lip sync. That is a, that is- this conspiracy theory we'll discuss that conspiracy theory later on because i will I have some thoughts um but pronunciations friends i apologize <laughs> i uh, we got this far and we we did we i did my best we yes really, you we did really, it really, really you tried. did it um but as always i must leave a disclaimer this is an entertainment podcast we're discussing reality TV show characters presented to us reality television production we are showing the editing with television wants to see we react with the rest of the real people opportunity to go on television just happen they welcome us to us this is on the podcast for entertainment discuss reality television show um, before we dive into uh, Sveria, we got some drag news of the week. Drag Race All-Stars 8. Here's the cast. We got it. 12 
queens um, on Drag Race, some stars. <laughs> Quite literally, some stars. Never has that been truer. <clears throat> I said it last season. I didn't think it could get even worse. It did. Yeah, it's just, for me, it feels like the cast is just all over the place. If that makes sense. It's like, for me personally, I'm seeing a bunch of them and I'm like, oh, wow, that's going to be exciting. Oh, I think this is going to be interesting. And then just as many, I had that feeling of, oh, sure. I mean, he, <laughs> like, like this, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but it's almost like they said, we need a trans girl. Hey, Monica, are you available? Because it makes, there's no rhyme or reason. Um, the bitch isn't even going to drag con. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's a little bit of what it is. And it it feels a little bit of that vein that they were almost just like, not just about Monica, but like maybe some of the other ones too, where it's just like, we need to fill the cast. Like, <laughs> Well, I think, I think it was a mixture of like, they wanted to do an early out season and like a fan favorite season. And they're just like, we'll just put them together. Where are the fan favorites? Show me. Jimbo. Heidi. Heidi, yeah, Jimbo, Heidi, Lala Ree, Candy. We're not discussing Lala Ree yet. I am. I, mm. She gets more <laughs> excitement point from me. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, listeners, get ready for the Drag Race All Stars Eight recaps coming. Um, unfiltered. Well, and then they announced the two ways to win this season. I don't get it. I really don't understand it. They need to tell me more. Yeah, from so I, from what I from what I gathered, because I do a fantasy league for the main shows, and literally it's someone being like, "So what are you going to do?" And I was like, I, "I have not even heard anything. I've been busy." So I looked at the trailer, and from what I gather, it's the main way you do it, and then from the eliminated queens, I guess outside of the top four, you, you can vote on who you want to be the queen of the fame game. Yeah, and I think I was seeing a little bit more on Twitter just a little while ago, and I guess allegedly what they're going to do is post the eliminated queen's looks on social media and feature them on, like, Untucked, and then people are going to be able to vote. Yeah, yeah there's it's something... Like, voting... It feels very weird. It feels yeah. very it's, it's very much the, you can vote, but it's all after the fact, so you're not going to hear them have conversations about what you voted on. That yeah, that's kind of yeah, because that's the one thing I'm like, are we getting like not a hi, we've announced the winner, or are we get yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be so interesting to see how that pocket of it shakes out because it's just mm-hmm. it feels bizarre. That's so yeah. much to talk about. But yeah. uh friends, we will get you that preview podcast coming next week. I'll be recording next week. So if you got theories or things, slide on in. I I'm I'm here for anything. Let's talk about Dragory Severia. Um a bit of shock pervades the room but really it's excitement as the final three are set but Electra is gone Vanity thought it would be her admirer and Electra in the finals she says it fucking sucks that Electra is gone but she's overjoyed it wasn't her now Admira is proud of Vanity for lip syncing with two heads on her shoulders she used them and it worked <laughs> now it is time for Admira to look at herself again third time to charm it's the wall of Admira <laughs> Thunderbossy um what's better than a picture of her two how about three um, I mean, really, it's four, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally. Um, she kept climbing the pyramid. She got to the top. What? We never saw it. They oh, my gosh, you're right. It. Oh. Saying someone, some intern forgot to put the picture up. 
Did they not show it in in the Untucked? Nope. Oh. Now, and Myra wants the show to just repaint the wall and make it a porch of her. Uh, maybe next <laughs> season. I could see it happening. Mm-hmm. Remember the uh, the big porch that we had on uh, Drag Race of RuPaul and Dolly Parton and they all fucked it up? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. What do you think that is? Do you think someone owns that? I'm like, it's probably in the WoW basement, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've said it before, there needs to be a Drag Race Hall of Fame, like a literal Hall of Fame. I'm literally going to DragCon and finding someone at World of Wonder and say, here's my pitch. Hire me, I'll curate it. It's got to be coming. It's got to be. Maybe. <sighs> All right. Well, Fontana wants her um, Miss Admirer Thunderpressy to have an ego check. Uh, she's over it as she undoes Admirer's corset. I was like, oh, you are. <laughs> Her confidence is in full bloom as she asks the girls if they should bring Antonina back. That would be the guy. Could you imagine? I mean, could, could you imagine? <laughs> top three featuring Antonina. It now, turns Fontana, out it's just all, the whole entire top three is just all Antonina. Mm-hmm. Fontana finds this annoying to which Admira is like, now you know how it feels when you're around. She was savage. She She knows. She knows. Oh, yeah, she knows. Electra's gone. Oh, uh, she knows she's good. Oh, we also know how annoying Fontina, Fontana has is because we got it in full force now that there was only three of them in the room. Literally. <laughs> um, now, when Fontana turns around and gives that spooky face and then uh, gets her wig caught um, when she's trying to attack Admira, that was classic Campery. I love that mm-hmm. one. Oh, absolutely. Um, this is why you don't wear terrible synthetic wigs, friends. That's the lesson <laughs> we learned. That's what we learned. Yep. Now, Fontana says girl uh, competition mode is on, but girlfriend, was it not before? Um, it's a foregone conclusion what's about to happen. Like, it's no more competition. It's battling for second place. Yep. Very that. Well, it is war. Admirer is prepared to do anything to win. Now it's a new day. They made it to the finale. And to celebrate, Admirer will sing, um, as the caption says, Klezmer. And I was like, Dad, that sounds like the song I know, Hava Nagila. Yes. Um, I had never heard the term klezmer before, but I have learned that it is a Hebrew word and is the instrumental musical traditions of the Ashkenazi Jews, a.k.a. Like, the chair dance done at my bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Why was that the triumphant song that Admira was singing? Sometimes I feel like people just have songs in their head you know, because sometimes I'll just be singing something and someone will ask me, why are you singing that song in particular? And I'm just like, I don't know. That song just lives in the back of my head and sometimes I need to sing it. Like My guess is Fiddler on the Roof is playing in the hotel and she just it just got stuck in her head. Ah, okay. Uh, like, theory. I don't know the demographics of Sweden, but are there that <laughs> many Jewish people in Sweden? Yeah. Perhaps. Well, they are the top three. Um, but can we note that it looks like uh, Vanity gave herself a blowout? I mean, her hair was <laughs> Maybe it's because she always has it up. That It, it was perfection. Yeah, yeah. because I think most of the time she's always, it always in a bun, so you never really see it like full, full, full force. Yeah, and then I think she was like, this is the moment. This is the finale. I actually this, made it here. Let me show you the hair. Mm-hmm. It was Fabio. It was absolutely Fabio. And <laughs> um, <laughs> Myra is glad to have the others there so she can add filler to the show. Uh, <laughs> what a bitch. Um, like I said, she knows that with Electra gone, she has it in the bag. Absolutely. Exactly. And Myra will say to Fontana and Vanity, remember that time I had a lip sync and follows it up with, oh, wait, that was never. Uh-huh. Fun fact, <laughs> that will be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Quite literally. Um, 
but it's time for the alarm to blare one last time as Fox gives the last video message that will test them to see who will be winner winner chicken dinner dinner Fox arrives and brings that those sparkle pants there's a lot of sparkle in that room throughout the season so much so much sparkle they have shown the world how full of life Swedish drag is and how they've proven how important it is to be proud of oneself and be brave. But only one of them can be crowned Sweden's first drag superstar 2023. Does that mean there's a second one coming in 2023? Hey, I mean, I guess. I think it might have been more of a, they filmed in 2022. So it was like, just to remind, this is aired in 2023. So you're going to be the queen of 2023. That's how I kind of check out. Yeah, um, trying to make sure everyone's remembering what year it's airing in. Exactly, yeah, so we, I don't even know, we don't know anymore. Well, because didn't like the first season of Holland? Didn't they film and then it was like a month later it aired? Like it filmed really close to its air date. They had they had a very quick turnaround. I remember. Yeah. Um, well, it may be the finale, but we have a mini challenge. A winner must be always able to engage and give a good speech. Also, the caption says, "Dear Pittsburghers." <laughs> Did I miss something? I, yeah, I was like, what does Pittsburgh have to do with this? I, listen, we were doing so well. Um, we, we, I just did an entire recap about Drag Race España 3, and there was a whole conversation about um, Las Plumas and Feathers. I was like, what does this mean? No, no. The captions are just, you got to stop using Google Translate. Yeah, uh, but I mean, they must be. But there's no what word is- that is Pittsburghers. It's, it's that it's that uh, underage intern that they, that they're you know just giving them McDonald's since they translate. Oh, <laughs> um, in this mini challenge, they have all won the Nobel Prize. They have to give an acceptance speech, and we'll have ten minutes to get into quick drag. What would you win a Nobel Prize for? <laughs> yeah, I'm like this. I'm like this. It's just like exactly uh, where's where's that uh where's the um jeopardy music um think of something fun what what, what are you yeah, like at? is there is there one for like like okay there's one for maybe fashion for looks for okay okay yeah that that would be me all right all right mine would just be uh random melancholy <laughs> all right. um mine is for um most podcasting that no one listens to. <laughs> kidding. I know I have five people listen to me. I'm kidding. I know I have more than that. Um, I know I'm one of them too. <laughs> n- n- the looks our friends got into. I know it's the last day. They probably had little drag left to wear, but choices. Yeah. The shows <sighs> were so wild. I'm like, I'm still thinking about the unibrow. And it's yeah. and it's staring at me on your screen too. <laughs> so it was that kind of a won... moment. I was just like, I have to, I have to memorialize this. This was so wild. Admira has won the Nobel Prize for medicine because she created a prescription-free recipe for sparkling <laughs> wine, which grants eternal youth to all partygoers. I mean, sign me up. But also the fact that they gave the sober bitch who overcame addiction this speech for the challenge. Wild. <laughs> yeah, they were just like, we're going to do it. We're going to be that bitch. Mm-hmm. I, I almost wonder if they were the ones who came up with it. Because um, I don't think their improv is that good that they were, all of them were able to come up with their speeches. Um, well, and also they all had like a prop too. They right. Also, that's like, why I wonder if it was predetermined or something. I, they like might have been, I would say probably predetermined. 
Which then well, again feels shady because like why would you give Admira that? Like right. <laughs> Well Admira and her wine, um and her wild lies to get up. We'll say Shara Yas. She thanks her old, 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 old mentors who inspired her, the pensioners organization, dinosaurs, and Christian Lindvar. Uh, she thanks her target group, the homos, who think they'll be happier by looking younger but can't afford Botox, which I felt very attacked. She also <laughs> thanks the fag hags who believe anything a queen says. Facts. Uh, and then she does a reveal. Shadow Slay. Um, she did very well. Very charismatic. Very funny. It was very good. But also, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I felt like she did very well, but the camel toe. Oh. Like, that was awesome <laughs> moment. I was like, I can't with this. This whole challenge is just so wild in every way. Well, it did feel a little bit like, hi, we have like an hour to fill and we're going to really make you feel it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Vanity has been awarded the Nobel Prize for Physics for her custom-designed bra, which defies gravity and fits all fake breasts. She says that she looked at the Swedish dress, seen the Swedish queen, her fairly tired and flat. She likens them to the furniture from a fairly well-known store. Shout out Ikea! (laughs) Shocker that we didn't have a full Ikea challenge. She says that they come flat-packed and are often not very stable and need putting together, a bit crooked, and screw is always missing. She thought she needed to raise them up and wants to thank them all who believed in her. Um, beep, beep, as she squeezes her tits. Um, as Myra says, too bad the bra couldn't give her speech a boost as she needed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I was like, what's happening? Yeah. Um, and finally, Fontana has been awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature for her bestseller, I Took My Space in Drag Race. Fontana and her yellow look says this was a better fit for Admirer because she loves talking about herself. Girl, have you listened to yourself on the show? Oh, I know. <laughs> um, she says it's a huge honor to be there. Her uncensored autobiography is about her and not Admirer's ego or Vanity's grouchy mood. It's Reading Challenge Part 2. She says on page three, you get to know her and she is not a slut. The reality is she has sexual appetite for Robert Folks's big head pieces. I think she was trying to make a dick joke and it just didn't work. Oh no, it will, yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I was also like, the head pieces really are pretty stunning, so. They are, they're gorgeous. Yeah, I was like, listen. Well, hers felt less acceptance speech and more like roast. <laughs> it's a story. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was weird. Well, the winner of the main challenge is obviously Admire Thunder Party. Duh, it's her episode. And also, she was like the only one that actually made sense. The other two, I was like, I don't really know what you're talking about. Like, this doesn't really feel like what you're supposed to be doing, maybe. So, yes. Well, she wins an amazing advantage of the mini challenge. Let's find out what it is. For the, the Maxi Challenge. For the Maxi Challenge, they were performing their own version of the song. Every Queen by Fuchs and Kayo. And I have a fun fact to share about that later on when we discuss the song. Um, they're going to write a verse and record the song and perform it with choreography by Benjamin Jonsson, who has choreographed for the likes of Madonna, Kyla Minogue, and Zara Larson. Uh, take a drink every time you hear the name Zara Larson. Literally, the name dropping begins, making us believe um, something that's not going to happen. <laughs> Madonna, Kylie, Zara. Is that like a good trio or are we really boosting up Zara Larson here? I think we're really boosting up Zara. I have to say I enjoy her music but I think that's like really 
like the name sounded familiar to me and it's probably she's probably one of those artists that i hear in spotify like after i listen to like particular like uh playlists and i just let it keep going it, i'm pretty sure i've heard her yeah, pop up in that like in that where i'm like oh yeah this is good but i always forget like what song it is um at heaven in the in london a couple weeks ago our dear friend of the podcast jacks um did a gig with her that's like Jacks technically opened up for her yeah that's kind of amazing all right well as the winner of the mini challenge admirer will get an extra full 10 minutes with benjamin to what dance or fuck um what did you think of this little twist does it really matter isn't it true that once the camera cuts they still work the choreographers anyway until they're in a good place that's yeah or at least they still let them practice after the camera cuts. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting uh, little advantage because from my knowledge, we've never seen that before. Yeah. And I guess I do kind of wonder if it does make a difference to just have the one-on-one in that way. So I don't know, maybe it did help, but we I mean, I was also just like, they're going to let her win anyway. So it doesn't really. I, I, I also wonder, it's like, no, actually it's an extra 10 minutes for you, Admira. We just need the other two off stage so we can uh, make sure the lighting's perfect for you when we crown you. Yeah. I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't rule it out. All right. Well, the Queens put their headphones in and listen to the track. Fontana finds the songwriting to be hard as you don't have many words to work with. Four sentences. So let's call it some drama, mama. Vanity will ask if Fontana's verse starts with her signature, ow. She would love to. And then include, ow, baby, baby, in the background. And then Vanity is like, well, I'm saying, oh, maybe, baby. Friends, we have a gate in Sweden. Welcome to Britney Gate. Yes. Oh, my God. The stupidest gate that ever was. This reminded me. This reminded me so much of um, season two when Tyra for Santa Snatch Game, when she was being Beyonce, and she was like, well, you can't say anything bad about Beyonce. And it was just like, it just reminded me of like that level of fan delusion where I was like, oh, girl, take, can't you take the joke? Oh, you're, nope, nope, you're, you're just glad to go. Okay. So Fontana, slightly playing, but very much serious, will tell Vanity to lose the Britney reference because she's the Britney of the season and Vanity is Christina. Fontana thinks they sound too similar and Vanity is like, wait, you're you are being serious and she is fontana is standing strong that not only is she the britney of the season she is britney spears biggest fan she's her queen and reference and vanity will be like why do you have a monopoly on britney and she's like i'm her biggest fan she'll follow her till she loves her sorry wrong pop girly um (laughs) fontana is right there are so many pop stars out there so if fontana is britney and vanity is christina that must make admira madonna (laughs) Or maybe it makes her Zara Larson. Maybe. Um, (laughs) Let's say those three, Brittany, Christina, Madonna, are out of the way. Who are you two? Um, I would, I mean, I'm Lady Gaga. Naturally, naturally. Uh, I'm Susie Sue. Who? Susie Sue. She's the lead singer of Susie and the Banshees. One of the godmothers of goth. Okay. Well, oh, we have to do pop. I'm Marina. Okay, there. Is that better? <laughs> is that better? That's still a stretch. <laughs> That's still a stretch. Um, the hags are mouthing off, and Myra's like, "Where's my popcorn?" She's like, "Honestly, this episode's about me, but have your moment." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the Britney thing really was just so wild because, like. 
Fontana was really <laughs> just so into it. Just I like thinking about how she made the comment around, you know, Britney's a free woman and she's not crazy. Let her do her social media. I was like, oh, Fontana's like for real, for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, literally might have been lost in translation, but yes, Fontana will double down that there is only one Britney this season. She's free and that's her. And Vanity will say that this is insane and Fontana will likely have lost this in translation as she can be like, well, she, why can't she be a woman be left alone on her social media? Why are you saying she's insane? And Vanity's like, what's going on? And then calls her out that she doesn't know because of all the Botox on her face because you can't read her. Um, And then Vanity will give a little tease of the lyrics and Fontana wants to hear more. And Vanity's like, I'm not giving in. Fontana is worried they're referencing the same thing that Vanity will say as she walks away. Her mind is bigger than Fontana's. And then shit got personal. Do you think this was just a major overreaction as the line literally has no substance to it and is simply a bridge in the verse? Or was this just the stress of the finale in a way we've just never seen before? I think a little from column A and a little from column B. It felt like it might, I think in their heads it could be and Myra's probably going to win this, so I need to get as much screen time as possible. And then it kind of just like went over the rails. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm sure that Fontana really is that level of Britney fan, because I'm like, I relate, I get there. I, I would probably be doing the same kind of thing because I'm like that level of insane myself. But I'm just like, yeah, maybe they just wanted to stir up a little bit of drama because things were clearly going to go certain way mm-hmm. well with this chapter about to close admirer will say that she must be the brita borg of the season and i don't know who that lady is but she <laughs> seems like a novelty for sure <laughs> now before we get to the next chapter of our britney line drama the doors open and we see not one not two but three judges walk into the workroom it's fox kayo and faro clearly fox missed the orange memo as he's wearing black and the other two are like beautiful creamsicles with faro giving us a nice fade from purple to yellow with orange in the middle mm-hmm. and yes he will blend into every element of the set yep it was like dress as the set day mm-hmm. they all huddled up to the couches and we'll give a big group chat and yes they do have legs vanity you have seen them out from out of the desk before you <laughs> now this is going to serve as our sort of tic-tac chat do you think it's better format to have all the finalists together or do you prefer the one-on-ones I kind of like that they had them all together kind of having like a casual conversation because I also think it's like by having them together the girls can't like kind of bad talk each other like you kind of get with the one-on-ones sometimes and I also I think it's just like it's I think for the judges I think they want to see how the girls are in their natural habitat in a way yeah and I mean I think the girls end up talking about it to in confessionals throughout that segment but I agree as well I think there's something to be said for the group format because it lets them see a different side of each other that they probably don't get to see when they're all around one another a lot of the time outside of just the moments where they're having those personal conversations around certain things but really being able to see each other in that way have those moments and be very open around just what their journey has been you know I thought that there was really something to be said for that I appreciated it yeah it was very casual I I like the casual nature but there for me like watching some of the international seasons um like Draggers Italia where they have um their chat with Kiara and she's just fucking crazy and they're drinking tea and then Belgique this year they're having uh frites with Rita Vega there, there's something cute about it um but I liked how casual it was because it did allow certain people in this group to let their 
guard down. Yeah. And they I think had a safety net more, next to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it just felt more personal and real, yeah. you know, like, because like you're saying in, in some of the other um, franchises and like the iterations of the seasons, there's something that feels a little bit scripted a little bit like haha this is funny like it's meant to be cute all of yeah. that but it felt this felt real mm-hmm. first question we'll go to fontana and how big of a deal it is to be in the top three and she says it's the most important thing she's experienced as she came there to tell a story one that's not just about her but so many out there who can relate not just in sweden but in her country too she says she's all alone in Sweden, but she's there with some amazing people she can call her family. She hopes she's managed to inspire people with her colors, her feathers, her energy, and her story. So Fox tells her that they are not the only ones who have something to say to her. Cue the video. It's from her best friend, Juliana, who speaks in English completely. She says she is so proud of her and doesn't understand why she had to go through so much hardship in her life. She says from the little queer kid in Brazil, surrounded by so much violence and rejection, that it's incredible how she turns everything into love and light. Antana says it's her best friend, but also her photographer, her assistant at shows. And I hope Juliana gets a pay raise now because bitch got that drag race money. And also I can only imagine how Fontana is just out in the wild (laughs) and it's how much work that girl puts in it's like she needs a a Nobel Peace Prize to dealing with being a drag queen handler oh that's not that's not fun um yeah this was this was it was cute it was fine um but yeah I thought it was very interesting that uh, Juliana all English yes I agree um, not even like pretending and like doing Brazilian. It, it was English. <laughs> yeah, it was um, straight up just English. So did Vanity think she would make the finale? She didn't because as the season was going on, it became clear that she's the ca- ta- catastrophizing one and the one with the conspiracy theories. <laughs> she thought she'd be eliminated each week saying she sucks. Um, this is not how you tell the host of the show I should win. Nope. No. This was the host being like uh, third place. Okay. Mm -hmm. Literally. Mm -hmm. She'll be asked about (laughs) conspiracy theories. And I'm like, fucks, listen to my show and you'll hear all the conspiracies galore. I I got them all for you. Um, But for her, she says that she thought because one thing happens that it causes this and so on. She didn't think she'd make it past episode four. Bato tells her that he is surprised because when he sees her on the jury, he sees a different person than the one in her head. Vanity says that this is what her drag is to her. It's where she dares to do everything that she doesn't do as Linus or Linus, as us Americans read it as. Yep. She loses inhibitions. And of course, we have time for a video, and it is from Vanity's parents. They say she was their little actress at home and not surprised she is where she is right now. They tell her to follow her own path and that her biggest strength is to dare. So Fox asks her what it feels like to have support and she says it feels great as she'd be nothing without them. They are her superheroes as they always had her back. Very, it was it was fine. It was, again, it's not a winner at it here. Um, no. It was, no. thanks for playing. Let's learn a little bit more about you. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it's cute. Like, you know, Vanity's parents are there. That's always nice when you see the parents. Mm-hmm. So it was fine. Now for, yeah, go ahead. Oh, nothing? Okay. No, now yeah. for Myra, uh, Fox asks her if Dragus Varia is what she expected or has something surprised her. Her answer, tons of things surprised her. Not only has she gotten to know a lot of new sisters, 
she rediscovered her passion. Where did it go? She said she had worked too much. And before auditioning for the show, she felt that she wanted to take a break from drag as it didn't give her a spark anymore. But coming there was huge for her. Yeah. Wonder why you got a spark because you got some money, bitch. Mm-hmm. What would it mean to win? Admirer says that ever since she took up drag and came out as gay, she always heard people question her and criticize her, but she had a voice saying she'll do it her way. Winning will mean she was right all along. Very confident, very confident there. Her message is from her friend Camilla, who is clearly filming from a restaurant, but the gag of the video is her friend <laughs> showing her grandma, and Admira loses it in a way we have not seen from her all season. Her grandma tells her that she doesn't know what she's doing, but she knows whatever it is she's doing her best. <laughs> it goes on to say that she supports her completely and loves her. That was so precious. It was. <sighs> and I just love the, yeah, the, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> That's so real. She's, she's a real one, that grandma. Admirer will share You're over there playing dress up. I love you anyway. Exactly. Admirer will share her grandma has always been her supporter since she was a kid. Her grandma means the world to her. She always encouraged her creativity and has been there from the beginning. So seeing her felt amazing. She tells them that her grandma is always cool, calm, and collected. So if she ever feels nervous or upset before going on stage, she hears her saying she believes in her and it calms her down. Um, there's the vulnerability we need in this final episode. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, as if it was all check. Okay, good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, um, it was definitely that moment where it was like, as if it wasn't already clear as day. Here's the humanizing vulnerability that you're gonna need to get there. So I was like, okay, yep, they're really driving it home. Well, also too, remember in like episode one how she was very kind of became had kind of put uh, Almighty under her wing and it did kind of, you started seeing, like they showed it early on the little yeah. chips that she's not as hard edge as right. as she came in, so it was like, it was a nice little like circle moment of like, going, we showed you that she can be vulnerable, but now here's like the full in your face moment Yeah, let's go record some music and I gotta ask it first this is now the third look Admira has sported this episode. This time it's a mint green top, crop top sweatshirt and matching sweatpants. Where does this wardrobe come from and who allows her to change? That's what I want to know. At this point in the episode, I was like, who is letting her change every five minutes? Because this is just so over the top. This is clearly the Admira show. It's sweaty. I need to, to put on a new outfit. <laughs> Um, I, I, I've got to imagine that she's got like designers at home for her boy looks and they, she was required to wear them all on television. So she's like, I'm just going to do wear them all. Um, yep. in one can episode. I go change or can I have a moment to change? Thank you. Cause friends, we're not done. We are not <laughs> done with the looks. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our dream team back again to help them record. It's Patrick, Jean, Herman, Garford and Melanie Weavey. Um, they're strapped for time. So let's get right to it. Vanity kicks things off. She knows the pressure is enormous as this is their first official song for Drag Race Varia. Through her terror, we will hear her Oh Maybe Baby and the face crack from Fontana's face. <laughs> no, girl, she's trying to piss you off, not be mm-hmm. brave. The team will tell her that she needs more energy and has to push through. They acknowledge that it may be a low register for her, but she has to exaggerate. She goes again, and I just hope they had a lot of attitude ready for her. Oh, yes. Now, after Vanity finishes, Fontana goes to give her a hug, but she rejects it. Eek. On the final day. Uh, not a good look for Vanity. I'm not going to lie. 
yeah, it just, it felt like so over the top. Uh, just it was the petty. Whole, yeah, it was just like so wild that this whole crazy fight happened because of, oh, maybe, baby. Like, um, my guess is uh, Vanity might be an Aries or possible Taurus because that was some precious envy energy right there. I oh, When I get petty, I get petty. Um, Vanity tells us after the way that Fontana acted, they can discuss it after she nails her verse. Speaking of, <laughs> oh, baby, baby. Um, and Melanie's like, Brittany just walked into the room and that was all Fontana needed. She got the validation. Exactly. She got it. Um, since Patrick is there to help the story along, he was clearly told that there was tension and was asked to ask her about it. Mm-hmm. Montana says there is tons of it, and she is now in fact nervous. We will hear her drop her lyrics, and it sounded like a sleigh. Like even Vanity acknowledges it was pretty good. Oh yeah. Admirer oh, says it's fast, job, yeah. it's fast, and it doesn't, and she doesn't understand a word, but she's living. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it was like, um, give us that Trinity moment. I think she was referencing that, but again, the, the, the captions didn't quite capture it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now it's Admira and her hood. And she will use an inhaler because she is a comedy queen and wants to make it all about her. Oh, yeah. Every moment was her moment. Like, if it wasn't the outfits, it was a little thing here or there. It was fully going to be her episode. Is that a real inhaler or is that a is that a bit? Is that a a prop? My I don't know. It could be. My guess was prop, but I'm just not familiar enough with inhalers to be like clocking a real one or not. You know. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very timid in her rendition, but we don't get to see another take. They they basically were like that's not part of our storyline. Next, moving on. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> exactly. We're like you're because you were there. Like now is for you all to dance. So let's let's watch you do that. It is time to dance with Benjamin Johansson. But the real story here, my friends, are the tracksuits. Where did they get them? Fontana is in silver. Vanity is in my teal, and Myra is in red. Listen. I got my own version that I will be debuting at DragCon. <laughs> Just y'all wait. Um, this is now in my fourth look in a single day. <laughs> We've already seen her wear the teal version. Is that hers that Vanity's wearing? Did they all get them? I need someone to tell me about the sisterhood of the traveling tracksuit. Yeah, the thing is... The thing is, they could be hers because Fontana does look like she's swimming in hers. So they could all be Admira's. And yeah, she just I has a collection that. in many colors. Yeah, I would believe that. That feels like, she, you know, because clearly she didn't have enough outfit options already. She was <laughs> like, let me bring the same outfit in a couple different colors and I'll see which one I want to wear on what day. And, and let's continue this conversation. Are these custom made? Are they from somewhere? Someone, you gotta fucking tell me because I'm obsessed with these things. I'm obsessed. Yeah, they are so beautiful. They're so cute. I would also love one. Like, what color do you want? Experience. I would probably want the pink one. I'm, I'm definitely that girl. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I would, I would go, I'd go for the silver because that's the closest to black. And I'm, I'm going with my, uh, my, my blue, my teal. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfect. <laughs> I'm also wondering how does she live close by? Is that why she keeps going home to change? Being like, gotta bring this to next week. <laughs> I don't know. 
All right, before Benjamin shows them what he wants from them, he will ask them to show some of their signature moves that he can incorporate into their verse. <laughs> Friends, what are your signature moves? You knew it was coming. You knew it. Uh, question. Precious. Um, it would be the handography. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I, know the, I know the handography. Oh, yeah. so your signature move. I think maybe just like walking in a circle and then giving a little peace sign. I love to do like a little peace sign moment. Yeah, like that, that checks out. So like endless circle plus a peace sign. My signature move, thank you to Jenny JK, is that workout move from uh, We Lift Party. It's so easy to do. It's so great. I love it. Oh yeah, you love that move. I love that move so much. It's <laughs> It looks good if you can't dance. That's great. Well, Fontana is up first, and she's like, I've got this. She cartwheels, spins, and kicks. Vanity says she has no signature moves, so she's like, tell me what to do, and I'll do it. Um, so she's one of those girls. And mm-hmm. also really, really committed to the third place. Like, yes. he was just like, I'm going <laughs> to give you third place. It's what I'm fine with. I don't have any moves. Please don't ask me. Just give me third. And mm-hmm. Myra's turn and says she's not a dancer. And, but what she does is walk and stand and pose. Uh, and that's the most dance she's done since going to a Zumba class with her mom. <laughs> have either of you done Zumba? No. I have not. One of my friends is an instructor, but I've actually never done it myself. I've never done Zumba, but my favorite thing to do, one of my very favorite rabbit holes to go down is to find a song that I like, dare I say, like Rasputin. Um, and then see the Zumba class versions of them and, and see these like old middle-aged ladies dance to these fucking crazy ass tracks like perfectly how many times do they do it before they're able to film it maybe just one maybe they're just one take kind of gals i i watched this and like if this is how proficient and good people are in zuma classes you're never going to find me there <laughs> i'll never be in the back that. being like don't look at me i'm messing yeah. up the moves well, Patrick is ready to show them the choreo and Fontana is following along. The other two are spitting their pants. He's like, try it. And well, uh, it's not terrible, but Vanity is out of her element. Uh, she has no coordination. She's not Madonna or Zara Larson. <laughs> she's, yeah. Vanity Bane. she's beautiful and stands still and sticks out her tongue. That's her gimmick. Fontana is having the time of her life and it's the most fun she has had all season. And then the coaching session is over for Fontana and Vanity as Admirer will get her extra 10 minutes. Um, and we're not going to get to see what happened in the extra 10 minutes, but I'm assuming they just made out because he was cute. Oh, he was gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Or they just, yeah, exactly. They probably just like sat on the stage, like nothing happened. Like, vanity and and just hand stuff, just hand stuff. Just hand stuff. Vanity and Fontana head back to the workroom and they both agree that it was very hard. Vanity is in a place where she doesn't know what she's going to do to make it work. She's angry and disappointed with herself. Well, friends. My advice, take a dance class or 10 before you get on Drag Race. Exactly. Take a dance class, take a sewing class. And take an acting class or take a uh, little advisory session with me because I'll help you through your snatch game. (laughs) Now, Fontana will tell Vanity that she can't be cranky as they are in the finale of Drag Race. She says she's not cranky. She's stressed as they will be performing in a few hours. Um, So not on this day. Okay, insert wide-eyed emoji here. Um, Vanity complains that Zara Larson, who gets name dropped quite again, again, <laughs> gets more time to do rehearsal for a number. 
And now Fontana, who's just bad at social cues, will say that she was terrified before the acting challenge and snatch game, which will get Vanity to snap at her, that it's not all about her. Um, the mood <laughs> in there is not great. Oh, no. Yeah, there was a lot of shade that felt a little like it was really real throughout yeah. the whole episode. We, we have two queens who want to win, but probably know that they won't fight in a day that's supposed to be celebratory. Yeah. Um, it's a, it was a weird atmosphere, like... That that felt more along the lines of the, we're reaching the end of the competition. We're oh, we're pretty much going to be done by you know end of day essentially. So I think it's that like it's just that the boy the the pressure cooker is like the steam is just letting out and it's just like she doesn't know how to redirect the energy. Yeah. So I think the snapping is I think her defense mechanism. Fontana will ask Vanity what her strategy is to win to win the competition as they don't even have 24 hours to prepare. And Vanity is like, that's what I'm saying. I'm about to fucking die. Vanity thinks that Fontana is messing with her head as she is not a fan of the vibe as she knows she's in the bottom with her two left feet. She will have to practice all night. And Fontana will say winning this won't be too easy. And Vanity is like, fuck off. Um, she thinks she's being a mean bitch. And there's no admirer there to, to, to mediate this. Mm-hmm. Now, popcorn. It's the day of the crowning, y'all. And now we have our queens walk in, and it's all about Admira with her baked potato couture. <laughs> Seriously, someone's got to tell me who's styling her. Um, she's got to be the best dressed contestant in the workroom in Drag Race mm-hmm. history, right? Yeah, like pretty much. It was just always an iconic moment. Between her and Lux this season, um, the two of them really were like, we're going to make a moment every time you're on screen. Yes, every moment is a moment. Like, that's what it comes down to. The tension is still there. Everyone is feverish and anxious. This is the last time to get ready for the main stage. Vanity is already messing up her makeup. Um, that's how much she's in her own head. She won't redo her brows and says she's just trying to polish a pile of shit. Is that a new drag competition in New York City? It very well or, could be. Maybe that's polish what they're turn. Yeah, well, I was wondering. Maybe that's really what they're calling that um, competition that's at my former home bar. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Admirer will tell the girls that they should have just have fun and enjoy it. And of course, the bitch who's about to win can say those kinds of things. Absolutely. They will say they all love each other as they put their finishing touches on. There's no look back at the season, thank God. We're going to go right to the show. We hit the main stage. Flux is looking brilliant in this red and blue couture. Uh, this is how you do a bow and make it look good. Um, I think Flux is going to go down as one of the best dressed hosts because she gives you a story in each look and no other host in Drag Race can serve the way she does. This is unique and once again, brava. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's just one of those things too where so many, in a good way, so many of the looks have been so over the top, like the scale, the volume, it's just been like so much excess that it's just, it's very breathtaking and it's so dramatic and it's so drag. It's just, I've loved it the whole season. Would you wear this one? Oh, absolutely. I think almost, probably almost all of them I would wear without a doubt. Yeah. It's just family as we have Kayo and Farah Groot. Um, They're gonna do things in a very strange order um, which is really going to be a theme of the rest of the episode. Just strange, 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 <laughs> strange energy. Um, so here's how we're going to do things. We're going to discuss the performance and then do all of the looks rather than how they presented it to yeah. us. So let's discuss every queen. 
Um, but first, how awkward was it to have the Eliminated Queen simply stand in the back? Like, couldn't they have them perform the number with them just like they do in the UK and Spain? Right. Like, or even through the trouble of having them there, why not give them something to do, even if it's just like swinging back? Right. Or even just have them seated off the side so they're an audience instead of being the instead of being like hi we're in the, in the back shot. just watching you in the camera shots. So if we look bored, uh, it's going to show because you know they filmed it three or four times. Oh, exactly. The song is incredible. I really, really love it. And I hope it gets some play to non-international Drag Race watchers. Would you like to hear the fun fact that I teased earlier? Yes. yes. This song was originally written for and passed on by Ava Max. No way. Yep. And she passed on she it? She passed on it. She picked a different song. Wow, mistake. Was it, was it Kings and Queens is when she decided that, on? That's, that's my one question is if she already had that song and passed on it or if it was between yeah. those two. Um, but this is this could have been a pop hit. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It, it has a really like pop hit energy oozing from now, it. My friends in Sweden, please let me know if you have any insight on this. Obviously, we know music is universal when it comes to like Eurovision you, you can sing in your natural tongue, but most of the time you sing in English. This entire song was done in English. Their verses yeah. were done in English. That was a little jarring compared to having the entire season in Swedish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it could also have been like the, the, the trying to market it if it, it could be more marketable with it, with the English verses. Or they might have like, a, then it's like they'll have the Swedish mix, like, you know. I don't know if Fontana can sing in Swedish. She can barely get the um, English out. Yeah, but that acting challenge, that was a real struggle. Now, I don't know if they were meant to be wearing gold, silver, and bronze, but like they did it to themselves. Admira was in gold, Fontana was in that silver gold, and Vanity is in the worst look with that bronze jacket and that black latex. Yeah, it just Why? was right out of place. But it was also subconsciously being like first, second, and third. Literally, literally is what happened. But could you imagine how visually pleasing it would have been if um, Vanity was in a gold look? Yeah, oh, yeah. It would have made it look so much better aesthetically. Yeah. The first shot of the girls on the ground was very amazing. I loved that shot. That was really, really cool. My I thought it was an actual movie. music video. I'm like, when did they shoot a music video? And then it, <laughs> then it panned up with like, oh, they're on the stage. Okay. Yeah, they're on the stage. It was such a good shot. That was, uh, that's a great shot. Um, Admirer's verse was really good. She was very understated in her verse, but that's because she didn't want to do any choreo. Like she literally stood and posed and that was on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if, if you're that bitch, that's all you need to do. You just need to be that bitch. Um, Fontana is going to be on an international all-star. She is a pop star. She is dynamic. This is what Rue is going to love. Mm-hmm. Her verse was very good, but she had too many stunts as her lip sync was not on point. There was literally times where she did not even open her mouth. She, she's, she's all spectacle. Yeah. yeah. The chorus I thought was great. The, the harmony, they really did play well together. Um, I was impressed with the final product when they did end up... Um, doing the same choreo they did well mm-hmm. oh yeah i thought it looked great vanity was sadly just outmatched she did well vocally but you can tell her nerves were there in the performance part of it mm-hmm. um what i hated the most 
was that the editors threw in confessionals in the middle of the performance. Like, let me listen to it. Mm. I don't need the other queens commenting on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, we want to listen to the song. We're here to experience the performance. It's the final three. Just let us have that moment. It was the editors being like, oh, they messed up. We have to cover it up by throwing a confessional sure. in there. Um, I thought the bridge of the song was really good. I did get a bit emotional. Um, this is a top tier song. The performance, I think, it, it, it could be in the conversation as one of the best, at least in recent history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. So far for me, this is going to be the number one of the year. Yeah, I it's really no pop off on Tay, but it's pretty damn good. Well, yeah, compared to what we've gotten, so yes. We're not going to talk about Belgique. We're not talking about Belgique. At least they, <laughs> at least they let them film their own music video. Yes. Oof, rough. Um, <laughs> when Antonina did say that this would do well in Eurovision, she's not wrong. I agree. Like, I will be listening to this on repeat. Um, and I thought of you too when Antonina said that. When Antonina right? was like, "I am a Eurovision girl," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah." I was mean, like, um, did you up. know that we actually had the uh, photo, the um, Fox and Kyo version of the song before the season started? They released it early, so we had access to the song the entire season. Yeah, I found that out after the episode aired because I was literally like immediately looking for the song and I was like okay they have the non-finalist mm-hmm. version available I was like wow this has been out well, before and I didn't realize because they isn't that because that's a song that plays in the in the opening right yeah. so we've had it all season long yeah I think it was a very smart marketing move um because you got ready for it um and then you got the remix the remix and, mm-hmm. and you still appreciate it um and I think that's why when Rue does release music they do oversaturate it at moments because when they do bring it back for a remix at least you're familiar with it you're familiar with it yeah because some of rue's music nowadays is unlistenable yep even though i really do love amsr lover i don't want to see that as a remix (laughs) all stars eight we never know (laughs) oh yeah you never know all right, because it's usually like the next cool. album. Yeah, category is Queen Delicious. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Yummy or Gross. <laughs> First up, Almighty Aphrodite. No design is listed. I'm so excited for her to leave the show, watch it back, and be like, "That was what I was thinking. That was stupid." I think this is fabric wrapped around her body with butterflies popping out. And like, this is why we don't do butterflies on this show anymore. It never works out for anybody. Mm-hmm. The dress is not lined and it looks like a fucking tablecloth. OG. Yeah, exactly. I mean, basically everything that you just said, I was like, I was waiting for her to hopefully have this redemption moment of like, she's apparently a fashion person and to be able to really showcase that and celebrate it and look amazing and all of that. And again, I was like, basically what you just said, oh, it's just a tablecloth. It's just a piece of fabric. She's just literally wrapped in it and there's nothing to it. This is not good. Precious. I will, I will be her voice. I'll be her voice of reason. Uh, no, I think it's like I, what we said about in um, uh, Belgique with Amanda Tears, where it's, I, I, didn't, I didn't mind the look that she came out with because unlike a regular season they don't have that break of hi i'm back for reunion so i've had time to 
elevate the looks and so forth. So I expect when we see her again, because even you know, if they decide to bring the queens back for episode one, is like, oh, here's the talent show, and here's the audience of the former queens. I can see an evolution then, but sure. I feel like with her, it's like she still had the same amount of time because um, we don't know if they're sequestered or if they got to go home at all. Uh, so. I I'm giving her a very 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 soft yummy mm-hmm. uh, because I appreciate that she at least tried it's unlike gross. someone at least someone unlike someone else that we're going to talk about in a minute. It's yeah, it's gross. a gross for me. It's a gross for me. Audience, thirty percent yummy, seventy percent gross. Indigo, look by Sanya, hair by Sarah Tonin. I love that she's giving you a little twist in the Asian cat. She looks so happy. She looks so excited. That silver cage is literally the same concept that Electra had last week, but this is where Electra <laughs> failed. Indigo had a red course underneath and it helped pop and make it look mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I think the hair is stunning. Love the red with the stones. The fur cape, the hand thing, it's quirky. This is who Indigo is. Precious? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh no. When she came out, I was like, oh, you are a Harajuku kawaii dream. And it felt like it was very on brand for the type of drag that she's shown us. So I was I was here for it. I was like, this is I'm all I, I really like it. And I want to see like when where she goes with her drag, like if she decides to like fine-tune it. Because I feel like that's all she needs is a little more fine-tuning here and there. Because it does read, a lot of her looks uh, did have a very more cosplay than drag feel to it. But I do like her sense of style. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually very pleasantly surprised. I thought that her makeup looked really amazing compared to, I feel like, what some of her makeup looked like when she was still competing. And just the look, the the vibe of it, just the big, you know, back piece behind her and like the furriness of it and just all those <laughs> elements. I was so into it. I was so here for it. I loved it. I'll give it a yummy. Yeah, it's a, it's good to yummy for me too. Absolutely. Same. Audience, 53% yummy, 47% gross. I'm a queen. Look by Dion Diamond and I'm a queen. She was one who got away too soon. Uh, the color story of silver and pinks and fuchsias is breathtaking the crown is miraculous it's stupendous it's perfection i don't personally love asymmetry i'm not a fan of the one armed leg and the one armed uh arm but i don't know if i would call this the crowning look but it's big statement of look what you lost from the season show Mm -hmm. um i thought this was a good good look what did you think og yeah i mean you know from the season i'm like very obsessed with her and her aesthetic like it very feels on brand for my universe of drag so I always feel an inherent connection to a lot of what she does I do see what you're saying though and I kind of agree I think maybe if the one leg had a little bit more on it compared to the other one that's like a full piece like maybe it would have given it a little bit more balance to still keep the asymmetry of it but still make it feel as though there's more of a through line so I see where you're coming from from there but yeah just the the complimentary colors of the makeup and the way that it related to the whole rest of the look. It was just so well-conceived and I really appreciated it. Precious. The one thing I didn't like about it was it did look like it was more I top and panties. 
Mm-hmm. It had like because the way the way like especially when they had her like standing in certain spots, it did feel like it was just like she didn't wasn't wearing anything underneath except from the armor on the leg. It just felt like just like here's pink panties. That's fair. That's like, fair. yeah. So that was the yeah. one thing where I'm like, but the concept was just like, you know, she was always big on these concepts, and I that's the one thing I loved about her drag was just like she was not afraid to just take it there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yummy. 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 Audience, 83% yummy, 17% gross. Santana Sex Machine. Look by Thomas Hanish. Here by Diego Frail. Accessories by Cordova. She's giving you glam. I like the red with the gold and how she styled it. She's giving you a touch of 80s with that very pronounced hair. Um, I need a necklace. She's got this incredible bust line that a necklace would have helped showcase it. Um, amp up those earrings, girl. I wasn't even sure you had any on. Precious. Did you, did you, I got, when she walked out, I thought she looked like, like a younger, uh, Joanna Lime, uh, Lumley. Lumley? Lumley? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I was, <laughs> I was getting like teenage, um, Patsy the entire runway and I was living for it. Yes. I also yes. think this is probably the most gorgeous, like she's looked all season with just like a more natural beat. Cause she's always been like, colors and like punk rock and like just her coming out and like this like quintessential like glam i was like yes gorgeous lg yeah i like thinking about the look now based on what you were just saying before i did have a moment of being like oh yeah i see what you're saying about it maybe needed a little bit of like some jewelry and some larger pieces to really Mm -hmm. just bring it a little bit more emphasis but I agree. I feel like this is just straight up like the most gorgeous she has looked the entire season. It was almost for a minute when she walked out, I couldn't believe that it was her because I was expecting yeah. something more avant-garde, more like fashion-y, some like crazy hair. And to just see her go a completely different direction, I was kind of obsessed with it. I, I was yeah. very, very here for it. And yeah, I just think she looked stunning. It was maybe a little bit more on the simple side in a way because she chose to go with more of a natural makeup and all of that. But it gave a great juxtaposition to show that she does have the range in terms mm-hmm. of her drag and, and what she's able to achieve. Absolutely. It's yummy for me. Absolute yummy. Yep, same. Audience, 82% yummy, 18% gross. Antonina Nutshell, no designers listed. Another one. Watching back, she's going to be like, I would love a redo, please. She is literally wearing fabric as a skirt. Styling is key. It's not her drag persona to be messy. So I hope she can marry her love of thrift drag with assistance from the styling department as she is now a Rue girl and she will have expectations Mm -hmm. when she leaves the house. Oh, gee. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's rough and ready. You know, it's like, it's what, like we, we've talked about her a bunch this season in the, in the different episodes and podcasts this season. And it's just, one of those people who has all of the material there. It just needs a little bit of a push, especially in terms of styling aesthetic. It's just not her strong suit. And so, yeah, I mean, this is probably like the worst for me, but I will say looking at her makeup again, like it honestly does compared to a lot of her other makeup, it looks pretty clean. It looks pretty together. There's been some progress. So yeah hoping to see where she goes with that and hoping that there's a continued improvement and she's able to figure out how to put it all together to really make her be that absolute star. Just not there yet with the fashion, not, not getting it done. 
the vibe I got from it was she was whatever she was wearing. She looked at and said, "I'm showing. I'm gonna. It's gonna see. They're gonna see my panties." And she just ran to the fabric wall, ripped off the silver, and just tied it around her waist to be like, and because it's it was too long because she had yes. she was holding it up, yeah. and I'm just like, I'm like, I get that you wanted to wear something longer because of the issue was everything where was a little too short and we were like and you were flashing us. But the moment I saw her walking down going like, I'm a girl, this is giving like episode two before you got eliminated vibe. not like I came back. I know I needed to improve. Yeah. So this was like my, that, this was my gross. It was like, yeah, Oh gross. girl. It's gross. Yeah. G- gross all the way. Audience 21% yummy, 79% gross. Electra look by Divisa creations hair by Muriel. Um, I love the purple. The lighting on stage did not help this look whatsoever, but the cape sleeves, they were fun. Didn't really care for the chat moment. I was like, there's so little of a gap between the skirt and the mermaid flare that I was like, just put material there. The shoulder piece. It was, I don't know. I hope this was not her intended crowning look precious. You love Electra. Help her. I out. do love Electra, as you can see. Um, I'm looking at her. I'm trying to find her picture uh, of it. You know what? I loved it. She can do no wrong in my eyes. I don't care. Um, I was like, I missed you. You were only on. You were only off my screen for what thirty minutes, but I needed you all. We'll see all episode. Um, I just love her. I she can do no wrong. Oh gee. Yeah, I was. I think you were saying it before but the lighting maybe is making me feel more of a type of way about this I would love to see it in different lighting because that might help it translate better for me because I was like very not here for this either I think it reminded me of yeah like some of just her other looks towards the end of her run where I was like oh her fashion is struggling a little bit like in ways that I didn't necessarily expect the shoulder thing in particular just threw me for such a loop I was like what is this? What's happening? I don't get how this is really related to the rest of the outfit. So I was not very much a fan of this. So so I'm looking up the images on her Insta and it looks like a lot of the pieces were a lot more like... Um, Translucent. translucent so I think when you look at it in photo, you're like, oh, this is gorgeous. But I think I hadn't noticed it till I, I, I was visiting friends uh, for the past week and we watched the last episode. And the first thing my friends said were when they started doing the runway was they're like, the lights make it really hard to like enjoy the runway. And it was one of those things where it's like, I did not pay, I guess I wasn't paying attention to the runway lights. And then watching the finale, especially during their performance, I was like, yeah, these runway lights are just going in every direction. And so many times we'd be right to the camera. So it's just like a flash of it. So I do think like one of the things that they need to work on next season is fixing how they do the runways because they were just it like it was not the tea. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it it was the most pronounced in the finale because I agree mm-hmm. with that. I feel like probably multiple of the looks, but especially Electra in particular, the lighting is definitely not doing the outfit any favor. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I have seen it on the Instagram, I do know what she was intending for it. I will give it a soft yummy, but again, there are some little styling issues that I didn't care for. Always a yummy for me. (laughs) 
I'm going to give it a gross. I was not here for it. Audience 65%, yummy 35% gross. Let's move on to our finalists. Admire a Tonder Pussy. Look by Linda Lindgren, hair by Admire. I screamed. This was perfect for her. She proves you can look elegant without stoning the shit out of a look if you style it well. Mm-hmm. And just the right amount of sparkle. The play of the black and pink was stunning. The earrings made up for the lack of necklace because it hit her shoulders. The hair, yes, it's something we've seen from Admira all season long, but it paired so well with this gown. This was stunning. What did you think, OG? Yeah, I would say that I think in a way, which is kind of funny, right? Because it's like this pretty sizable dress. Like something about it felt a little understated. And I think it's because there's so much black to it with just the yes. pop of pink. So I don't think that it was their, her absolute standout runway for me. I think like it wasn't necessarily her strongest showing in terms of just the actual ensemble itself. But yeah, I mean, she looks stunning. She always does. It was beautiful. It was very, very lovely. And I mean, oh, oh, as always, her makeup is flawless. I love like her lips and the shade of them in this outfit um, that she went with in terms of the overall styling. So I appreciated it. Really solid. Maybe not my favorite ever from her, but solid. Yeah, I, I I think I would agree that it's like, you know, I think we've seen probably some stronger looks from her already this season. But uh, I really, I, I love when black and pink are used together. And I just, I, yeah, when she walked out, I was like, crown her. Don't even do anything else. Just put the crown on her already. We, I don't care what the other two look like. Um, yeah, she just, it just looks lovely to me. I loved it. Says that her presence on stage was perfect as always. She liked her verse a lot as it was personal, told a story, and was cocky. Farah loves every stitch of the dress. Folks says that her makeup and look is utterly amazing. She can see on her face generations of her sister's traditions. She says she has the glammy eye makeup and the snatched nose and the Galliano esque lips. She became the star. It's yummy. It's a yummy. Definite yummy. 100% yummy from the audience. They loved it. Fontana, look by Peter England, hair by Airhead Wigs. She looks like a pageant queen ready to win second place. Um, I love the hair, though it was an homage to Admira. The collar with the black and green was beautiful. Um, why she had yellow eyeshadow, I couldn't tell you. That was very confusing. Didn't love the mesh material on the lower half before it hit that mermaid flare um, because it did cheapen the overall look, but I think the silhouette was stunning. Also, Fontana, thank you for the necklace. But that looks like it was off the rack at Earrings Plaza. I will set you up with my friends at Amped Accessories and get you real drag bling. <laughs> Precious. Um, I thought she looked gorgeous. I, you know, she's been one of those where I was like, I like her, I hate her, I like her, I hate her. Um, but I do think, I think it's like for a finale look, I think she came fully invested and I, it was one of those things where there was a part of me that felt like, are we going to have an upset? Are they going to give her the crown? I'm all, no, they can't. Um, but I think it's like, it was, a, it really was like, this is what I'm going to, this is second place and I deserve it kind of thing. Yeah, I was like, I thought we were going to have some like celebration of Brazil and a look, but not here. OG? Yeah, I think in terms of what you were just saying, like, are we going to get this celebration of Brazil or something? I do feel as though Fontana went a different direction than I was expecting. I don't think that this is what I would have predicted that she would wear. But yeah, she it, it was very lovely and she looks stunning. I do think 
the more that I look at her face in the makeup, something about the way that she painted herself is making her look a little bit older, I feel, and maybe it's the color choice or something like that with some of the shades that she's used in this particular case. Um, I also think in terms of just the overall silhouette and the outfit, the bottom of the dress and the way that it flares out, something proportionally sits a little bit weird for me in that way. So there are very minor things here and there that I think I would change or want to see and do differently. But overall, I, I definitely think that she looks really gorgeous. It was a nice way for her to finish. And I really enjoyed mm -hmm. it. Book says that when she stepped on the runway that she could see her passion and joy. She says it always rubs off on the audience and feels authentic. She says, well done from head to toe. Bato says that it's easy to think that energy and humor lack depth, but to him, energy and humor is serious business. He says that she is smart and razor sharp. He tells her that the bitches better beware because she is on the crusade. And Kyle says she chose to rap and she nailed it. She says it's not easy, but made it feel authentic. I'll give it a yummy. It gets a yummy for me too. Yeah, definitely. Audience, 91% yummy, 9% gross. And finally, Vanity Vane, look by Missy Bubble, hair by Vanity. So on camera, it read black, but it was in fact blue. I love that it had this medieval charm to it, especially with the collar, but it was mm -hmm. so flimsy that it took me out of the fantasy. Love the movement of the bottom of the gown. That's what I love to see. And that slit was perfect for her. It's the hair. The hair wanted to be fully structured, just not the top front of it. I like the stoning, but it looks like there were two buns that got undone while the rest of the hair was just unfinished. And the eyes were way too dark. It, it almost felt like she threw in the towel. OG. Yeah, I, I have similar feelings that you were sharing in a way. Like, I really love the concept of the look and I like the direction that she was clearly going in, but the collar in particular, it looks so flimsy. I wish she would have just not worn it at all because it almost has this weird like bib sort of effect. Yeah. Kind of takes you out of the fantasy of it all and the really wonderful elements of it. And I do see what you're saying about the hair too. Again, I think it's one of those pieces where I see where she was going. I like the direction of it, but the execution is just falling a little bit short. I mean, I think she looks beautiful and I do like it overall. I really enjoyed it, but it's the fine tuning. And especially when it's the finale, right? It's, this is your last thing that you're going to be wearing. You want to make sure it looks perfect. And I think there's just a few elements that fall a little short. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd agree. Um, I think the collar photographs beautifully. Like when you're just looking at like it as a, as like a statement photo, I like how it all works. But yeah, I think it's like on the runway, it was not, I think the desire was, did, was missed. I, I still am going to overall like yummy the look because I do mm -hmm. like the shape of it. I like what she was trying to do. Um, yeah, I think, I think the photographs that they had, that she has her own on her, it's the, are a little bit cleaned up because it's like the post-show photos. Um, sure. But yeah, I, I think I, I like where she was going, but I think she kind of gave up I think midway through the competition, midway through the episode that she knew she wasn't going to win. So I think it's more of like you, you can, that inner saboteur was pretty much in like full force for the like later half of the episode. It's almost like she said, Myra, uh, I, I'm just going to lose to you. I don't care anymore. <laughs> exactly. I was defeated. You won the war. <laughs> 
Faro says it's wonderful to see her do her own rock race. He says she nailed it and she got the feeling of Cher's dead ringer for love in her song when she walked out with just the attitude. Kyle says one might think it's a thankless task to have a song's final verse, but she got to see her let loose. Uh, she says she <laughs> Buck says that she liked that she can withstand the peer pressure sometimes and arise in the world of drag where all oh, we want are Barbie. She says she stands in this raw punk goth queen style, which is more powerful than ever. I'll give her a yummy. It's a yummy for me. Yeah, I would say the same. Light, but there. Audience, 70% yummy, 30% gross. The final three take the stage to chat with the judges, and the eliminated queens are now gone. Mm-hmm. Where do they go? Why do they go? Do they have to go fill content? Is that what it was? Yes, they had to go on talk. Literally. Yeah, because there was still an episode of that we that uh that had to be aired. We had to go right, film that whole thing. It's time to talk to our younger selves. And Myra says to 12-year-old Adam that you don't have to explain yourself to anyone or say yes to things you don't want to do. She says you will feel lonely and unique at the same time, but it's all going to work out. Just hang in there and I'll see you in a bit. Fontana says to four-year-old Gabriel, you'll have to go through some tough shit in your life. People won't understand you. They'll be really mean to you, but you'll move to the other side of the world and you'll find peace. She says there you can be yourself and inspire people all over the world. And Vanity says to two-year-old Linus that she often (laughs) thinks about the part of her life and how happy you were until other people decided to take that happiness away. She says you're always searching for someone and someone who can be the person who can be to you who will become for you will become for others in the future today you are never forget you're a fighter baby and i love you very quick they were very short compared to what we're used to in america those are quick yeah oh, america they do soliloquies literally <laughs> um yeah these were fine nothing special yeah and i just think it fits overall with what we've been saying is the theme especially for the end of the episode is just strange because like it felt as though they in a lot of the earlier portions of the episode they were filling time and there was a lot of content that we didn't necessarily need but then all of a sudden this felt very short which is always seemingly meant to be more of that touching hard Mm -hmm. longer moment but I want almost wonder if they did it shorter because they had the whole video segment earlier with the big sit down yeah I also felt like they kind of had that when they had that moment in the sit down where they're all together, I would have been like, let's bring out the photos now. I think it would have had a different punch if they had, if that had happened then, um, then as after the critiques. I agree. Absolutely. Um, All right. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to do untucked right here, but we're not going to talk about untucked because it really was just a best of clip show. Yes. So I want to talk about some highlights, perhaps. Anything that we want to discuss that happened. Here's some. Um, earlier we discussed, like, did they go home? Were they sequestered? Well, Almighty Aphrodite apparently got a tattoo that said, eat me out on her ass. Um, <laughs> oh, gee, that's something you would have done. Oh, 100%. I was so living for that. I was like, Wait, why don't I have that tattoo? Because that's like a very me, because I would like... I don't really see myself as someone getting tattoos. I'm much more a piercing gal. So I'm like all about that. But I'm, I like, when I saw that, I was like, that is a quality idea. I might have to do that one day. Mm-hmm. Electra will share that the story behind her transformation look was accepting an award to going to the after party to then being a nice princess who was late for ice skating practice. <laughs> Later on, Santana will joke that that was the same inspiration for her entrance look. <laughs> 
Um, Santana will offer Antonina a chance to go shopping after Drag Race. Thank you. Yes, uh, she needs you. it. Electra, thought Fontana should have been in the bottom for the makeover challenge. I did too. I was with her for that though. I was like, that's real because I agree with that take. Santana thinks Fontana will win. No one thinks Vanity can win. Antonina, <laughs> Aphrodite, Indigo, Ima, and Electra think it's Admira. And then when the finalists come back, Vanity will say she is fine with Admire winning and Fontana agrees. Mm-hmm. Santana will try to take Ima's portrait down and she thought it should have been her. <laughs> she get that, was, that was the best part was her trying to take it off but she's like, I couldn't do it. <laughs> um, yeah, this was just the best of clips the show. There was nothing to talk about. I do feel like I remember them talking what I feel like was a fair amount about Antonina and like how well she did. And so I was almost like, how is this season ending? And like, she's not even in it anymore and someone else is about to win, but it still feels like Antonina (laughs) is like winning here because Mm -hmm. they're all saying how she did such a great job and has all this potential and like really surprised a lot of them. I was like, good for her. She gets this moment. That's great for her. (laughs) It's your moment. (laughs) Literally. I didn't mind the, the I kind of liked when they were kind of rehashing, like, okay, after I left, what was the challenge? Okay, you did that. Like, I kind of liked having that, like, kind of feeling of them going back. Yep, then you came back and then you eliminated her. And it was like where they're kind of playing off that. I enjoyed that part of it. Uh, it was playful. Of it. It was playful and it wasn't, and it didn't feel like anything they said to each other was out of spite. They were all kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm sad that I left, but, you know, kind of feelings. It's time to find out the results. Fox has decided that there will be someone placing third. And that person is Vanity Vane. And there it is. It's time for Fontana versus Admire Thunder Pussy Lip Sync. The song is... Wait, wait, what is... What, 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 what is happening? We're, we're crowning without a lip sync? What is happening? In a drag race rarity, there is no lip sync for the crown. It's straight to the results. Second place goes to... Fontana as the winner of Drag Race Varia is Admire Thunder Pussy. Mm-hmm. Where is the lip sync? I, no clue, but it really did feel in so many ways like such a letdown because I was the whole season and we talked about it multiple times where it was like, where is the Robin? Like there needs to be a Robin lip sync this season. That just makes too much sense. And then we mm-hmm. were earlier so many name drops of Zara throughout the episode and I was like they're building up to that okay it's not going to be Robin it's going to be Zara which is probably more affordable so it's fine like that's <laughs> great but that's going to be cute too I'm excited for that and that oh it's nothing um, mm-hmm. okay. well it was also when he was giving the huge speech to Vanity it's just like I'm like this is a lot this is a big speech only to tell her you're in third place. I was like, going, okay, that was third. like a lot of building. She was edging her like, oh yeah, 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 third place. And then she turned and did start doing the same thing. I'm like going like, oh, there is, there's not going to be a lip sync, is it? I was like going, we're just getting like their thoughts on why they should win. And I was like, well, if you don't say Admirer's name, I'm throwing my TV. Like, come on. <laughs> It was one of those situations where you have to wonder if the conspiracy theory is that Fontana would have been able to at lip sync um, Admira. And I don't, I don't agree with that because mm-hmm. again, if you're giving a ballad, I don't think there's a world in which um, Fontana would have won. No. Um, 
for me, especially with the iterations around the world, there's something special about the winners getting that final chance to lip sync that yeah. solidifies their crown. Mm-hmm. Yes, there were certain winners who did not win their final lip sync. Envy Peru did not win that final lip sync. Janie Jacade slaughtered her. Carmen Frala won. Um, Vanessa Van Cartier won. Like, and there were these beautiful moments. I wanted Admira to have that. Now, this might not be the full fact here, and I might need someone to help fact check this for me, but I believe that Admira Thunder Percy will be the first winner since Bianca Del Rio to be crowned and never lip-synced in the entirety of the season, even for a crown, because Violet Chachki did technically have to perform in the finale. Everyone else has had a lip-sync. Yeah. Yeah. Does it cheapen her win? No, because she still had it of the eight challenges, essentially, if you're going to count this as a challenge, of the eight challenges, she won three, or if you don't count this, of the seven challenges, she won three of them. And everybody else only won one of them. Mm-hmm. So she did have, when it looks at the track record going in, her track record was way ahead of the other two girls. So I think it's like, it was fitting being like, and it wasn't like she, she fucked up this last performance. She still right. did an amazing job in the song. Her runway was still amazing, but it was like, okay, did they not want them to lip sync in their outfits? Is... It's interesting I, because I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, I, what I was going to say is I don't necessarily feel as though it cheapens her win it all but in a way it feels unfortunate because it's like right I mean that's such a I guess skill set right and like something that people of course associate with drag it's lip syncing and like so Mm -hmm. much feels as though it's always about that so to be able to have this super well-rounded super impressive performer and drag artist win totally makes sense but it feels unfortunate that we're not able to experience i guess the full skill set if that makes sense Mm -hmm. that's where my mind goes it just feels as though we're not getting this element that i'm sure she's very good at and it's interesting like i i've compared her since the beginning of the season very much to bianca where she's a funny um crass queen who will bite you but she's the sweetest person inside and she's got this really unique style of fashion and she's overall a well-rounded queen but again Bianca's not known for lip syncing. She mm-hmm. didn't have to do it and she wins. And here we have Admira, who I'm sure is known for lip syncing, but she didn't have to do it. For me, maybe again, it's because watching all the international seasons, knowing what drag race is supposed to do, mm-hmm. felt unfinished and it felt like her journey wasn't complete. Do you think that it, for it to feel like a true finale episode, there needs to be a lip sync for the crown? Or do you think that? it opens up the conversation of what is the winner based on season or the final lip sync. I think it opens up the question of if you're going to have, if you know this person is, has won the season before the lip sync starts, did, did we need the lip sync to take place? Right. Is like it just, I would say are we do, yeah. all-star seven, we didn't need the lip sync. Jinx won. Yeah. yeah. Now the conversation was old Monet beat her in lip sync. If you didn't have a lip sync, Jinx wins, it's over. Um, mm-hmm. We're all happy. And if it was a matter of those fucking stars, 
those the last challenge ended up having to be worth more stars than it was than they had been. And it was mainly in my head, uh, my conspiracy theory was it was because they wanted Shay in the finale yes. as in the top four. And that's how they had to do it because she was so far behind. That was the only way for her to do it in order for it to like to match uh, what it was because then it's like yes Monet had the most stars because she earned three at once right mm-hmm. yeah exactly i i think it does it's it's very interesting because i i do agree i think we're so used to it ending with a lip sync that you can't help but feel as though it's a little unfinished yeah you feel as though it really does push that conversation forward though of are we really talking about who wins this episode and they win? Or are we talking about who was able to put together the most impressive body of work that then warrants them taking home the ultimate crown? I do feel as though with the international seasons, though, too, it's a little bit like, you know, the final lip sync is also a moment for the show to showcase the pop artists and the most popular songs from mm-hmm. the so I will say that it's like I've really come to appreciate that every season of Canada ends in a Celine Dion lip sync it's like part of now the that specific segment of the franchise and you know that that's what you're going to get and it's great because you're like what song is it going to be so I don't know there's almost that element of I mean just imagine with the two of them wearing what they're wearing they could have lip synced to ABBA's The Winner Takes It All, and it would have been a huge drag race moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it does feel as though it's taking that away, what could potentially be a really wonderful standout drag race moment, period. Not just drag race Sweden, but literally like drag race as a whole. You know, mm-hmm. it just feels like a missed opportunity for that, which is unfortunate. Another conspiracy I'll throw out there because I, 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 I wonder if there was a lip sync, but maybe the rights of the song were removed so they had to remove it from the edit i don't know I'm so we wouldn't have like the whole with drag race france the ding 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 when the song is for me like i don't what what is happening yeah, yeah. okay I'll other conspiracy it. theory go for did it did they not want to crown a non-swedish winner as their first queen of sweden it's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there were multiple crownings. Um, I'm hoping someone will let us know one day. Um, maybe I'll have to ask Ken to go at track. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she'll give me some tea. Yeah. Um, but but honestly, too, I think if they would have crowned Fontana, it would have been an upset because you're like Admira had been so strong, right? And it would. I think it would have been. It's an upset of like you have someone who is doing so well that you've now, if it's being based on this one moment, that it's like okay, fuck everything else we just did. Why do we waste seven weeks doing this? It wasn't going to come to that. If Fontana won. They were going to have to ship her to Colombia so she could host Drag Race Brazil. Yeah, come to Brazil. I don't believe that happened. Mm-mm. All right, I got some burning questions to wrap this up. Are you ready? Ready. Shoot. Where does Admira stand in the rankings of first season winners? Since I knew you were going to ask me this question, I thought about it. I think she plays like, I would say mid-high. Like, I think I think she, it's like she had a very strong body of work. So I don't think, I think she'd be mid-pack, but more on the higher up, higher end of it. Okay. Yeah, I think going back to almost what we were saying before, it feels 
a little bit as though there's an element that makes her hard to place because we never really saw her lip sync. So it's like, what does that do? But yeah. I would say she has to be towards the top just because like we were saying, so many of her elements gave that Bianca Del Rio vibe and was like, you know, Bianca in many ways felt like such a commanding winner that it was just like, this is a professional, you know, and, and that was the energy. And that's why I'm like, for me, I really think she would be probably towards the top of the, especially first season winners, really a top contender. If this finale was not the way the finale ended, it would, for me, it would, she would have been in the same category as Envy Peru and Carmen Ferrala, and I would have been mm-hmm. like, there's Admire Thunder Pussy. Because we lost that one little thing to no fault of her own, mm-hmm. I have to drop her slightly. Um, that being said, put this bitch on all winners. I want to see her compete. Yeah, please. Like, so good in so mm-hmm. many ways. I want to see her back on Drag Race immediately. Give me yep. three names. And only three names of who will get the phone call for an all-stars reverse the world season. OG, we'll start with you. Um, I would say Fontana for sure. I would say Santana Sex Machine. And I will say, I'm gonna go, I'm a queen. Okay. Precious. Electra. <laughs> Um, I think they would um Antonia and Antonia's sex machine and Antonia's sex machine. Uh Antonina uh, Nutshell. Antonina. Antonina uh, Nutshell. Um and I would agree with the Santana sex machine. I'm going Fontana, Electra, and Antonina. I'm telling you, Antonina's going to get a phone call because she is good TV. The fact again that we alluded to the entire untucked was about her. <laughs> You can't deny it. She and it's also out. her other one of the big storyline moments for her was Coming your looks. Need, well, also it's like your looks, your makeup, you have to like things that you can fix. So it's like, she's a queen that you like can come back on a versus the world. And it's like, boom, look at, look at what I do, what I can do now. And, and it's just it's, like, if it's UK versus world three, she's local. She lives in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Easy for her to get there. Yeah, I do think that she, we could very, very plausibly see her on another season, just because as we've been talking about, there is so much potential for like a redemption there and being able to fully pull her brand together in a really much more put together way, especially just related to style, because that's her biggest struggle is just the style Mm -hmm. outfits. And that's very fixable. She is... Without spoiling anything for people who don't know anything, for someone who's going to be on UK vs. World 2, she very much fits that mold of redemption arc. If you know who I'm talking about, um, then you understand. Uh, if you don't, DM me and we can, I'll tell you who. Uh, but it, if you know, it makes very much sense. Um, I enjoyed this season. I really have to say I enjoyed this season a lot. Um, this is one that I would push to people to watch, not only because it is refreshing in some of the shocking moments and twists that it gave us, but it really was a celebration of drag in a way that we love. Like they all really, until this episode, there wasn't really much animosity. And even this no. animosity was kind of silliness. Um, but it was it was, it was them cracking season. under the pressure more than yeah. animosity. Yeah, it was a good season, and I really, really 
want people to know who Fox is and understand mm-hmm. that you don't have to be a glamour queen to host drag race. You can be a little bit alternative and show you glamour in a very different way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think drag race Sveria has proven that it is a franchise that is going to be here for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would completely agree with that. I, I really, really enjoyed this season. I'm, sad in a way that it's over i wish that there were a few more contestants we could have gotten a couple more weeks in because it was just so enjoyable to watch i think it has a lot of rewatch value immediately Mm -hmm. one of those seasons you could very easily go back and just watch like over and over because there's so many great moments like they were shady but mostly in a playful way you know like the editing of certain things was very funny too I'll never forget them like zooming in and doing the montage of Antonina's crotch because they were saying her panties were always showing (laughs) it's like a straight man shaved off his eyebrow it's like there are really iconic moments from Mm -hmm. this season and so I really think everyone should watch this season. It was so good, especially for a first of a of a new segment of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, friends, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Precious? You can find me on Instagram at Harry is Precious as Harry, uh, Venmo, Precious Envy, and I have nothing in the works. <laughs> and you can always find me on instagram at og double underscore fag i'm always just trolling around posting the memes posting some things in my story of where i'm at what's going on i've got a trip out of state to a new part of the country i've never been to before coming up in a couple weeks so you never know what trouble i'm going to get into there stay tuned amazing (laughs) well thank you both for going on this journey with me it's been fun yay Yeah, it's been so amazing. I've loved being able to come on a couple of times and just recap. And like I was saying, I love this season so much. So it was great being able to unpack it with someone and talk through it and be excited. Mm -hmm. And I've enjoyed being one of your international correspondents. There it is. (laughs) The biggest thanks to Precious and OG for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.